0: is a thing to say On a Christmas
1: Welcome everyone to a sort of new slash interesting to us. I don't even care if it is to you. Look at 20 Slash 4, our 20 Years 4 Beers podcast which is looking at movies from 20 years ago and enjoying four modern beers. And these are sort of, this is going to be kind of a mini podcast, some short version of our larger podcast where Tim and I watch movies separately and then come together. And in this week's episode, we're going to do our Christmas themed episode. We're going to look at... Holiday. Yes, excuse me. keep it... Holiday. Universal. (laughs) Uh, We're going to look at Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes. The Jim Carrey, Ron Howard version of this. At this point, if you don't know, you haven't tried when it comes to knowing about the Grinch. But basically, an angry creature lives in isolation outside a small town of incestuous Hoos, all of whom (laughs) love Christmas and seem to live for stuff. Like stuff, not life, but just stuff. But they still do care for each other. The Grinch decides to bring the village down to his Christmas-hating level. Pretends to be Santa and steal all the presents from town, including the trees and the food. In the end, the love of a small girl and acceptance from the town expands his heart and saves Christmas. Now, if you didn't know that ahead of time, I guess you've been living in a cave up until this point. Before we begin, we will talk our Drinking Buddies uh, segment where Tim had two and I had to. And actually, I'll go first on yep. this one. All right. So I actually had um, local in 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 my my channeling my inner Tim, I found a obscure way to tie this into the movie, yes. which is the Grinch obviously is very angry, he's upset. you could say maybe he's surly, yes, go, yes. Did you have this too? I probably did. Yeah. Did you have the abrasive? I did. Yeah. All right. It's a seasonal thing. Only comes out this time of year. Yeah. So we had the Surly's abrasive (laughs) double IPA. I channeled it. I almost didn't do it. I'm glad you did. So I had Surly's abrasive and we'll talk about that. That is our, uh, we love it. It's seasonal classic for us. And I have a four and a half out of five on that one. It's 9.2%. So it's a legit double. Some places would even call it a triple. depending. I mean, it's close enough. Um, Citra hops, I loved it I also had a modern times beer Which was the Stratos I don't even know The Nelson Dry Hop Double IPA um that was eight percent a hazy so i had a good night so i i had uh i had a double and a double with high abv uh but i gave that one a 4.25 out of five as well so what what beers we know one but what other beer did you uh, have abrasive and you similar abrasive. uh i actually probably gave it like a five because i love, you do love it.
0: abrasive it's one that comes out this time of year and i seek it out and it's so phenomenal uh so yes i love it and Uh, It is one of those beers that, yes, thank God for the ABV because it's the only (laughs) way to get through this damn movie. Uh, And then the other one I had was a seasonal option as well for late fall, early winter is the Founders out of Michigan, their Mosaic Promise. It's a single IPA or a hopped IPA with their Mosaic. It's a staple this time of year. I seek it out every time. And that (laughs) helped create a nice warm glow that I experienced while watching this dumpster fire of a movie, so it was great.
1: All right, so we are going to do high fidelity in a amended standpoint. So we're going to start with a review each. We'll do a couple takeaways and hot shots and quiz show. Um, my most interesting review that I had seen, um really. Again, we keep going back to him, but you know he was the man. So Roger Ebert, um my <laughs> I enjoyed his line that said, "I am not a mind reader." And cannot be sure, but I think a lot of children are going to look at this movie with perplexity (laughs) and distaste. It's just not much fun. And I really enjoyed that review. I believe he gave it like a two. In fact, I probably didn't like it more than Roger, uh, which I'll get into in the next couple. So what review did you find? Uh, David Edelstein of
0: Slate. who said, uh, five-year-olds might go for it, but people who grew up with the animated version... Will be looking at their watches and grinding their teeth, <laughs> and man, hitting it nail on the head was just perfect for that. So, uh, but tied to that it was a little bit of a social network we tend to do in the, um, our podcast. Was it is important I think to mention with this movie it had three Academy Award nominations. Yeah, for costume design, production design, and makeup and hairstyling. The last, which ultimately won, right. By Rick Baker, yeah. for the Academy Awards, so right. despite how much we might have a white hot fury mm-hmm. towards it, the production of it uh, was well recognized well you can't argue that
1: those are you can't argue that those are not top notch true, like you really can't the production design is insanely good, the makeup is insanely good, yeah. great movies don't always win Oscars, and sometimes bad movies win Oscars true.
0: that was the only positive thing I remember watching and finishing it being like. I can appreciate their attention to detail for the world that they decided to build.
1: When was the last time you watched this before
0: this uh, week? I'm pretty sure in the theater. Wow. Or soon thereafter, maybe when it came out of video 20 years ago and vowed... Likely never to watch it again. So uh, I'm happy we actually did watch it for this because it's fun maybe having a hate watch episode (laughs) for
1: this. And you watched it with your kids, mind you. Actually, I didn't. Oh, I thought you
0: did. No, I was going to. So maybe that's a good springboard to my hot take. No, sorry. First thought. Yeah. Hot, uh, high fidelity. Um, I had actually originally thought to watch it with my kids. One's eight, one's five. Mm -hmm. Because I thought maybe they'll... Give me perspective I might not otherwise have watching it. Um, I am actually so happy I didn't watch it with them. Uh, <laughs> I truly think this is an awful movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't actually want it to tarnish in any way the original film that we watch every year after Thanksgiving. We go get the tree on the Friday, uh, after Thanksgiving, we put it up, we have a nice kind of a traditional. Here's transitioning to Christmas type of thing. We have lots of different Christmas movies on in the background and very kid-friendly. And yeah, I like that to be the start of the season. We watched actually the animated Grinch last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, even heck, the newer version with Cumberpatch mm-hmm. as the, the Grinch is one that we've seen. Uh, I actually will do all I can to not expose them. To this movie, so no, I, I I'm actually so happy I didn't uh, watch it because I just want to maintain that the original animated is just fantastic. So first take was I'm so happy that they have not been. Uh, bespoiled by this damn thing
1: yeah i will say as we've gone this has been uh, these mini casts are technically our like fifth or sixth for- foray into this x-men's the only movie that we have done that sort of didn't hold up to yes. probably what we had remembered yep and it's nice to know that that's still the case because this is exactly as i remember and i didn't like yes. it and I, and I to be fair to the movie i really did come into it like i'm gonna watch it again and I'm going to... And this is where beer is helpful, especially high AB, ABVs. You can sort of just say, like, I'm going to try this again. Yep. And um, I was bored for the first half. And it wasn't until... Yes. Actually, it wasn't until, like, at one point he puts mistletoe on his butt, which is, like, just, you know, just so Jim Carrey at that yes. point, especially in the 90s Jim Carrey, that I started enjoying it. And I found it interesting that in a movie that is about um, a bad guy sort of becoming good... I really didn't find any of it interesting un- unless he was bad. Like, it wasn't until sure. he sort of was actually, he sort of embraced his evilness that I was like, oh, this is actually, now it's enjoyable. Because right when that happens, it's sort of when the comic cartoon takes over. Yep. And I, I actually don't like the cartoon even that much. I, I'm I'm the minority on that, I, I know, but I don't really like the cartoon either. Oh. So, um, but no, my, my first reaction was just like, oh, this is exactly what I remember <laughs> yes exactly yeah. i remember thinking it was so bad that
0: watching it again i actually broke it up into i think three different days of like 30, <laughs> 30 minutes because i truly was like i can't do anymore so like the first 40 minutes i stopped mm-hmm. when cindy Luhu goes up the mountain to tell him he's won this Hubilation award right. thing and i thought oh my god there's still an hour left of this. <laughs> I can't fathom it. And then I watched the middle third to the point where he's about to go down to the village mm-hmm. and take all the presents. And there's still 35 minutes after that. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is happening? Like, I'm so happy I broke it up because one sitting, kudos to you. I know, I think you did one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know that there is much... More awful things in the world that I, from a movie going standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, um, to do this, yeah, I was so happy I
1: couldn't stomach him more. Going to Jim Carrey, uh, whom I adore, actually, oh, I love him, yes, and and in a lot of ways, he's really good in this, and, and some of the improv was really good. He has one of my favorite lines in this that he's ever said, which is when they're driving down the sleigh down the mountain towards the end, Cindy Lou is screaming and he and he's all happy, and he's like, The sun is bright and the powder's bitching, and I was like. <laughs> I love it because you're just like now you're embracing it. You're just fun. Like that was fun. I really was struck with. I don't know how an editor can ever edit a Jim Carrey movie. I don't know how you edit this movie, like early Robin Williams (laughs) type of thing. Yes, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know how you can ever edit a performance and make it seem like a human being is speaking right now. So in that sense, it's actually pretty impressive. But um, that was the nicest thing I could say about it. There's a couple lines I like. I think they do a good job of making the who's not be perfect. The one problem of the cartoon is that it's like, it's either good and bad. And the who's are actually sort of the humans in this scenario. Like they're good and bad. Yeah. It's not or. Yeah. So, I mean, there are things about it that I wanted to like, but in the end I just was like bored the entire time. It wasn't very, it's not, it's not good at all. And you can just watch the cartoon and be fine after 25 minutes and be like, oh, all right, I've seen that exact same story, just not extrapolated over an hour and 40
0: minutes. What was the pitch to Universal Studios like? Mm -hmm. Like, did they walk in and be like, okay, so I actually was like, "Uh, remember the classic animated Grinch film that everybody loves? Well, here's our our idea. We plan to go on a weekend long (laughs) cocaine bender while writing the script. So it's totally insane and has no sense of joy or merriment at Mm -hmm. all. Uh, we're going to throw in a pointless, half-assed origin story. Add in a really odd undercurrent of creepy sexualization, which is going to feel jarring for what should be a children's movie. We're just going to let Jim Carrey satisfy every horrible slapstick and sticky whim he has to the point it becomes unbearable. We're going to make the Whovillians annoying and insufferable. And as if that's not enough, we're going to salt every sense the audience has to a level, which will make it almost impossible to finish the movie because it's going to ultimately be run four times as long as the original movie. Now, is that something you might be interested in? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I just and they were wow. and they made money it, and now it's it considered money. It's <sighs> considered a classic. Well, we're not on. classic necessarily, but people watch it every year and they yes. love it. There are some things about it that are pretty impressive, but no, the the movie itself is like okay. What his mouth this is absurd. and the makeup is able to do. Yeah, and that's why Rick that? Baker won. Rick Baker's amazing. Yes. So yeah, I
0: it makes sense. That is the only thing I was like, okay, I, I pressed but Oh, God. It was just like, please be done. Please be done.
1: So we have our Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part duh segment next. And I'll go first on this one. <laughs> my hotshot is that Ron Howard, who directed this, is one of the most overrated directors of all time. Totally. I adore Apollo 13. Yep. It is one of my all-time, like, just go-to movies. I put it on. It's wonderful. It's great. Outside of that, there are some movies that I enjoy of his. Yes. But there's not another movie that he has made that I've been like, I love that movie. I think A Beautiful Mind is incredibly overrated. And if we're around next year, we'll be discussing that in a year. I I think Ron Howard's overrated. And I think a movie like this is an exact reason that it just shows that. Like, How do you take a story that is very basic and well-loved and turn it into this? And and I just don't understand. And I just think Ron Howard's—he's a great dude. I think he's wonderful. And I think he's been a good part of Hollywood. But I think he's overrated as a director. Yes. I mean, you think about what he's been able to do
0: from a comedy standpoint with something like Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. Or producing it. As a producer, yes. Generating it. Yeah. Being involved tangentially in so many ways. That he can Mm -hmm. do comedy. Yeah. But this was, yes. I mean, I agree with you. Like, Apollo 13 is the pinnacle of his career. Right. Oh, a new Ron Howard movie.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, I mean, he's got one out right now on Netflix. I couldn't care less.
0: No. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah,
1: when he took over, like, Solo, yeah. Star Wars Story, I understood why he did it, and I actually think that was pretty good, but that's not because of Ron Howard. No. Uh, I would say,
0: watching again, uh, Grinch, this version, might be the most unbearably bad movie considering the caliber of people involved <laughs> in making it. Thinking through the lens of like, you know, again, Ron Howard from a industry prestige, Mm -hmm. what he's done. And you throw in Jim Carrey and then the people that uh, just produced it. I can't think of another film that is just so completely misguided in its execution. It's a children's story, Mm -hmm. but makes every character unlikable. Mm -hmm. And it's just so challenging to watch. It makes visual and character flair, uh, and it mistakes that for audience engagement. Thinking you're going to want to watch something flashy for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, and to me, actually, the most egregious offense is that it's a holiday film, but every frame is joyless and devoid of any merriment. <laughs> I was just so like I was furious when I finished it. I'm sorry. Like, and can you think of any more apt song for a movie they make up? Then a song they wrote for this called Where Are You Christmas? Mm-hmm. Like they just kept like running over and over.
1: That's what I was thinking the entire movie. Like, Where Are You Christmas? Well, I actually forgot this was even written for this movie. I was yes. surprised by that. Yeah. And there's some irony in the fact that Cindy Lou Who, who sings it first, is a terrible singer in yes. the movie. And now she's a lead singer of a band. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I just think, I, I can't think of a movie that is so unbearably bad
0: relative to the caliber of people involved in putting Mm -hmm. together
1: we have a quiz show now our final segment of this mini podcast um i have to decide which one i want to pick because we have to pick one and i actually brought many to the table on this so what is what what is your trivia mine's about rick baker Mm -hmm. who as you mentioned won
0: this year for best makeup for the grinch he actually holds the record for the most oscar wins seven and nominations 11 in the makeup category, mm-hmm. winning the first ever award for this category in 1981 for an American werewolf in London. Okay. Dang it. I was hoping that would be your actual question. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do enough to help you out. Uh, <laughs> he's also won for Harry and the Hendersons, men in black amongst obviously others, but his first professional movie gig was in 1973 mm. working on a supernatural horror film starring Max von Sydow and Linda Blair. For mm. what movie did Baker have his makeup debut? Really? Exorcist. Oh, yes, Exorcist. I was, like, I was thinking yes. Poltergeist. I'm like, I know that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. wasn't going to say it. So Exorcist. good. Nice.
1: That was his debut? Debut. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That was like, wow. I had no idea. Like, Which shows in this movie? I would say
1: yes. It definitely shows. Okay. So I got some Oscar trivia for you. Mm. Then I guess I have to pick one of my two. So um, this one, Best Makeup Oscar, as you said, for Rick Baker. So we'll tie into that. Um, this is a Christmas movie. And... What was the last movie before this to win an Oscar that was a Christmas movie? Was it Miracle is, on 34th Street? Yeah. All nice. the way back in 1947. Wow. Yeah, won three. But it was, yeah, it had been the better part of 50 years wow. since a Christmas movie had won an Oscar. Well, you know, we're going to try and keep this short because Tim and I could rant for the better part of another 20 minutes on God. our disdain for this movie. If you like it, good for you. Um... I would say watch the cartoon or watch any number of dozens of other Christmas movies that are yes. much better. Um, and other Jim Carrey movies that are better. So with that, I will say thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Hope it wasn't too negative of a Christmas movie when it's supposed to be a super positive time of year.
0: You can't have a holiday
1: good, movie. Good excuse and bad. Me. Yes. Um, but this has been the Twenty Years Four Beers Mini podcast on the Grinch. My name is Steve. I'm Tim. Thanks for listening. Thank you will be green and bright The sun to shine by day And all the stars at night Malikalikimaka is a wise way To say Merry Christmas A very
0: Merry Christmas A very, very Merry Merry Christmas to
1: you